0: You're listening to Moments in the Word, brought to you by Lighthouse Gospel Ministries. This is Moments in the Word. I'm Rick Garland, your host. Glad to have you with us today. Uh, There may be a brief pause in the sound. Uh, I record this on my phone, and I'll be pulling up the Bible on my phone. So if there's a brief pause, uh, just kind of bear with me, and I'll be back on here in a few seconds. Okay, hopefully that didn't... uh, interrupt things too much. We are continuing our journey through 1 Corinthians chapter 15 today, 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, I've been trying to cover each uh, section of that chapter, and um, we're getting close to the end now. We're going to be reading verses 33 through 49, kind of a big chunk, but it's kind of all within the same topic, so I wanted to uh, include it all together. The Word of God says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. So the, the discussion going on in this chapter is the resurrection of the dead. Some had doubted or denied the resurrection of the dead. And so Paul was straightening them out in that regard. And so he tells them, Don't be deceived, right? Don't be fooled. Listening to the people who teach false doctrine will lead you to false doctrine. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Good beliefs, good teaching can be corrupted by listening to that which is false. We must be careful about that. But some will say, verse 30, uh, I'm sorry, verse 34, awake to righteousness and sin not. So he's telling them it's like you're drunk. It's like you're asleep. It's like you're not, you got people in the church who are teaching false doctrine and you're not realizing it. You're not engaging with it. You need to wake up. Wake up to righteousness. Don't sin. Don't let this false teaching infect your church. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. So there are people in their church who have not the knowledge of God and they're teaching false things and that's to their shame. He's telling them, get a hold of your church. Verse 35, but some will say, or some man will say, how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come? So this is not out of curiosity, but mocking the idea of the resurrection of the dead. Right? They say, oh, what What do they raised up? What do they look like? What kind of body do they have? That, that doesn't happen. That's not a real thing. Verse 36, thou fool, it's not calling the fool out of anger, but a zeal for the word of God and for truth. Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened or made alive, except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bare grain, and it may chance of wheat or some other grain. So in verse 36, he's drawing an interesting, he says, thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened or made alive, except it die. Jesus used the same uh, um example about his own death, when he said, Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, to bite it abideth alone, but if it bite, but if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Right? So the seed has to go into the earth and die in order to bring forth life. And so uh, that which you sow is not made alive except it die. So when it dies, it's being made it's able to be made alive again. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, right? When you put the grain in the ground, that's not the corn that you're going to have afterwards. That's just a a naked grain, a bare grain, right? And then it dies in the soil and brings forth fruit, and it brings forth corn or wheat or whatever it is that you're growing. So what you sow is not the body that shall be, but bare grain. It may chance of wheat or some of the grain. But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. So God is the one... Who brings about the new body? So, when when these mockers are saying, Well, how is a body changed? How is it raised? What does it look like? What does it become? It's God that does it. With God, nothing is impossible. God is sovereign. God gives it a body as he pleases. Verse 39 All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of man, another of flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, the glory of the terrestrial is another. So he's giving differences now, right? There's difference in the flesh of men and uh, beasts and birds and fishes, right? Um, the, there's different, uh, there's, there's celestial bodies which are more glorious than the terrestrial ones, right? There's more glory between the different terrestrial bodies, the birds, the fishes, the men, mm-hmm. right? Right? So he's drawing comparisons here because his point is going to be that the the body that comes forth is better, more glorious than the body that is sown into the ground. Verse 41, there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon, right? The glory of the moon is, is a lesser glory than the sun, but it's still glorious. And another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead, it is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. So the body is sown in corruption, it's sown in sin, it's sown in weakness, it's sown in, 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 in needy flesh, whereas it is raised in incorruption, sinless, without imperfection, without um, handicap, without... Uh, maim, right? It's raised a complete uh, incorrupt body that does not need uh, what flesh needs. It does not need food to survive, right? It does not need oxygen to survive. It does not need water to survive. Uh, It it is spiritual. It is not physical. It is of a greater glory than the body that is sown. It is sown, verse 43, in dishonor. It is raised in glory. Uh, It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, that is a body of the earth, a body that that needs the things of the earth to survive. It is raised a spiritual body. That is not to say that it it is a spirit, that we're going to be ghosts walking around, that we're not going to have physical bodies. But rather, it is the Holy Spirit who empowers this resurrection. It is the Holy Spirit who sustains these new bodies, not the earth. The Holy Spirit. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. The natural body needs the things of the earth to survive. The spiritual body does not. It needs the things of the spirit to survive. And so it is written, verse 45: The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. That is. Adam was breathed in by God, the breath of life, he became a living soul. It was Christ who was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. Howbeit, that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. That's the order of things: that so the natural comes first, and then the spiritual. We took on this, the 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 creation of Adam in our in our birth, and yet we are to be conformed to the image of Christ in our new birth. Verse forty-seven: The first man is of the earth, earthy; the second man is the Lord from heaven. Adam was created of the dust of the earth. That's why he's the man of the earth. Christ was formed of the Holy Spirit, even without a human father. It says uh, when, when it was announced to Mary that she would be, you know, conceived Jesus, it said that the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and that thing which it was born or conceived in her to be called the Son of God. He was not even formed of the earth, he was formed of the Spirit. He was formed in a way wholly different than you or I are formed. Verse 48, as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Those who are after Adam, those who are born to Adam, bear his image, his likeness, his weakened, corrupted flesh. Those of us who are uh, inheritors of Christ in our resurrected bodies will uh, be as his glorified resurrected body, bodies made of the spirit, not of the flesh, not desi- not not relying on the things of this earth, but relying on the Spirit. Uh, And verse 49, as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Just as we were made in Adam's image, both in our sin, our guilt, our sinful nature, and our weakened bodies, so we will be in the image of Christ in the resurrection. That is, we will be without sin, we will have his righteousness, and we will have bodies that that do not corrupt, Do not age, do not infirm, do not die, because it is the Spirit that sustains them, not the things of this world. So what does this mean for us? This means that we look forward to a day when sin will no longer ravage our bodies, disease, uh, infirmity will no longer ravage our bodies. Our our bodies now, they fall apart and they die we all have death to look forward to, but in the resurrection, there'll be no death. Our bodies will be raised and they will live forever. Now, they're the same bodies, okay? The same bodies that are sown are changed and resurrected. We're not created new, we're resurrected. The same things that, we, when you put that seed in the ground, you bring the seed back out, right? But it grows into something new. The same thing will be with our resurrected bodies. They will be, after having been in the image of the earthly, the earthy, the, the, the first Adam, they will now be immortal, incorruptible, sin free, disease free, eternal bodies, but physical bodies. The same body that was put in Christ's tomb came out of his tomb in a glorified way so it will be with us in our graves. He was not given a new body. He was not recreated. The same body that was put in there was raised, but it was raised incorruptible. He was not a spirit. He was flesh and bone. As he said, touch me, feel me. He ate with them. He walked and talked with them. He was a, a human being, a man, after his resurrection. So we will still be human men and women after, after the resurrection, but made after the incorruptible image of the Son of God sown in corruption raised in incorruption what a glorious truth heavenly father thank you so much for that truth that we have the future resurrection to look forward to that these bodies are not our final word that the wheelchair the arthritis the cancer whatever disease the people who died the plague right that that is not our final body the aged and infirm body that we may have today is not the final body, that we will be made like unto your glorious body. Thank you so much that as as our loved ones die, we can sow them into the ground in full confidence that you will raise them glorified just as you are, that as we face that day ourselves and we are sown into the ground, we can go into the ground with complete confidence that you will raise us up again with a new and glorious body like yours. Thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Moments in the Word. Lighthouse Gospel Ministries is an outreach ministry focused in street and prison evangelism, as well as reaching the needy with hope and help. To partner with us financially, go to gospelbeacon.org. All donations are tax-deductible. We hope you were blessed and hope you will join us again for Moments in the Word.